Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to Money for the Rest of Us. This is a personal finance show. It's on money, how it works, how to invest it, and how to live without worrying about it. I'm your host, David Stein. Today is episode 223. It's titled, How to Invest When You Have Very Little Money. I recently got an email from a listener who wrote, My portfolio is very, very small and worth only a few hundred dollars. I plan on saving a higher percentage of my paycheck to put towards investments, but I can't help but wonder if it will be enough to make much of a difference. I have an account with TD Ameritrade, but I don't have enough capital to really do very much with it. How can someone who is starting very small either maximize the usefulness of what little resources they have or acquire more capital to make investing easier? Today is really, there's never been a better time to be an investor. There are so many very, very low-fee options that take very, very little money to get started. In this episode, we'll explore some of those options. And later in the episode, I will give some portfolio examples with specific ETFs and funds that you can use based on where your account is. Now, what are the options when you have very little money? The what ends up being a relatively large fee when when in the scheme of things is commissions. So when I bought one of my first investments a long time ago, probably in the in the nineties, I guess, the I probably paid a commission of upwards of forty dollars. And as a percent of of what I owned or in terms of the investment I made, that, that that would be a very large percent. But now, brokerage firms have commission-free exchange-traded funds. An exchange-traded fund is a vehicle that you can invest in a segment of the market. You can invest in the entire market. VT, it's the Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Fund. You invest in thousands of securities that make up the global market. And so Vanguard has 1,800 commission-free ETFs, exchange-traded funds, that you can buy and not pay a commission. This particular listener is with AD, TD Ameritrade. They have 300 commission-free ETFs available. Fidelity has 240 commission-free exchange-traded funds. So if you have a, a small account with only a couple hundred dollars, you can still invest in a broadly diversified stock and bond portfolio. 
In addition to traditional brokerage, there's Robinhood, which is an app that also all trades on Robinhood are commission-free. So you can buy any ETF or individual stock, for that matter, with the Robinhood app. And then finally, Fidelity recently announced that they are offering commission-free purchase of some of their mutual funds, including their funds that have zero expense ratio, that most most mutual funds, index funds, or exchange-traded funds, they have a small fee to manage the assets because there's professional money management there. It can be very, very small, perhaps 0.04% or 0.08%, but Fidelity is the first one to offer completely no fee at all in terms of managing the assets, a 0% expense ratio. So that brings up the question, how is it that brokerage firms such as Robinhood or Fidelity in this case can make money and survive if they don't charge any commissions and potentially no expense ratio? Well, in the case of Vanguard and Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, they have other products and funds. And so, to some extent, the commission-free trading or zero-expense-ratio funds are are lost leaders. Lost leaders in the sense that they're willing to not make any money at all on that particular aspect of their business because they have other products. Vanguard and Fidelity have advisory services. And so the idea is that a, a small investors, yeah, maybe they're not making much, if anything, but as these accounts grow, investors diversify into maybe other ETFs or funds that do charge an expense ratio or sign up for their advisory service, then they're able to make money that way. But even if their customers don't invest in anything else except for the commission-free funds, there's still, there's other ways that brokerages can make money. One is securities lending. When investor shorts a particular stock or ETF, shorting means you benefit from the value of the security falling. In order to do that, you actually have to borrow the shares and sell them in the market. And then as if the security falls, then when you buy the security back and return it from the individual you borrowed it from, then you make money. But those shares need to be available to borrow. And that is what securities lending is. The brokerages facilitate all that. You don't have to go find your own shares to borrow. But the the brokerage firms, if you have shares in your account, they can be lent out. And there's a fee that the brokerage firm receives for lending out the securities and facilitating the borrowing of shares. Brokerages, including Robinhood, make money on margin accounts. This is not something I recommend, but this is where you borrow money to, or you basically you borrow and then invest the funds. And so you're paying interest on those borrowings, and essentially you're leveraged up in terms of your investing, but brokerages can make money that way. Robinhood does something 
quite unique. Typically with a brokerage firm, like I have an account at Schwab, I they have a sweep money market account. So my cash balances are invested in a money market mutual fund. I don't have to make the trade. We talked about this a couple episodes ago in terms of how do you invest your cash. But they invest it, and they're paying, I think, a yield of 1.5%. Robinhood doesn't invest cash balances. So if you have cash in your Robinhood account, you're not earning any interest. But Robinhood is. They're, they're, They're investing that cash somewhere. And they're earning that interest. And so that's that's another way Robinhood makes money. Another thing that brokerages do to make money is they get, if you place an order with Robinhood, Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, they're going to route that security to a another broker, or what's sometimes known as execution services that that execute the trade. A a large one is Citadel Execution Services. I was looking at all brokerages have to file a report with the Security and Exchange Commission called a 606 report. They do it quarterly, and it shows where, who executed the trades for them, And did they receive compensation for that? So Citadel Execution Services is an example of, as I went through the reports of Fidelity, Vanguard, Robinhood, TD Ameritrade, Citadel was was the leading execution services that they all used. What was interesting is Vanguard was the only brokerage that didn't get payment for order flow, for directing trades to one of these brokerages that would actually execute the trade. Most of the the other ones, they got paid. Vanguard does receive 18 cents per order for options trades that they direct, but for plain up stocks, they're not receiving compensation. The other brokerages are Fidelity is receiving compensation, TD Ameritrade, now, they list, what's interesting is they list it as per order. It's about three one-hundredths of a penny. And they break it down by orders that went to, or orders for securities on the New York Stock Exchange, orders on NASDAQ. What's interesting is Robinhood quoted their price differently. They get $260 per $1 million worth of order flow. And and so it was hard to compare one brokerage from the other, but you have to recognize that, with the exception of Vanguard, these brokerages that have very, very low commissions, so Fidelity, Schwab, TD Ameritrade, I mean, they're charging $4.95 for commissions. But even for their commission-free ETFs, as they direct them to these various execution services, they're getting a little bit of payment back from these these essentially other brokers. Now, the responsibility of the brokers, such as Fidelity, Robinhood, is to make sure that the execution is done at fair prices and done quickly. But and they're very, very efficient. 
firms like Citadel. They run absolutely huge volumes of trades, and they can do it very, very cheaply. And so you still get a good price, but the fact is the brokerages get a little bit of payment back. Now, I got another email from a listener that was asking specifically about Robinhood is, is, well, what happens if they go bankrupt? Do I lose my money invested in Robinhood or one of these other brokerages? And you don't. One of the rules it's, it's the, for the Security Exchange Commission is called Rule 15C33. It's a customer protection rule. And brokerages have a requirement to keep client assets separate from corporate assets, things related to just running the overhead, running the brokerage that's always segregated. So you're protected that way. You're protected in that brokerages have what's known as the net capital rule. It's rule 15C31, where they're mandated to keep a certain amount of capital that's unencumbered in case they go bankrupt. Another thing that's available is insurance. It's, it's from the Securities Investor Protection Corporation, SIPC. It's a nonprofit industry membership organization that provides reimbursement to customers in case a brokerage firm defaults or becomes insolvent. And it protects up to $500,000 for securities and cash or 250000 if only cash. So there's, there's several layers of protection. So you don't really have to worry about a brokerage going bankrupt. If it does happen, there's a couple things. Usually because the accounts are segregated, another brokerage will come in and buy those assets. For example, E-Trade recently bought, or earlier this year in 2018, bought 1 million brokerage accounts from Capital One Investing. Capital One Investing was started back in, way back in 1996. It was called NetStock Direct, and that was purchased in 2007 by ING Direct, and in 2012, Capital One bought ING, so they, Capital One had this brokerage actually had an account there for a while in because I, I used it as an example back when I did a, a course for money for the rest of us. Seven, what do they call it? Investing in seven steps. And I talked about how to basically open up a brokerage account. And I just used that as an example. You just bought one share of stock. But I closed the account. Now it's been sold. E-Trade paid $170 per account. For, the, for these assets. And, and so you woke up, you had an account at Capital One, then it would be at E-Trade. Now, the other thing you can do, now in this case, Capital One Investing didn't go bankrupt, but if a brokerage went bankrupt, the accounts potentially would be sold to another account. But irris irrespective of that, if it comes a time that, you've, let's say you're using Robinhood which you're not able to buy bonds on Robinhood. You can buy bond ETFs, exchange traded funds, but you can't buy straight up bonds. So it's not a, you don't get as many services as you do if you're with a Vanguard or Fidelity, TD Ameritrade or Schwab. So let's say you want to transfer 
Well, you can do that by essentially it's it's a service called ACAT and you it's just ACAT. So it stands for Automated Customer Account Transfer Service. And you just transfer the securities to your your new brokerage. You you work with the two, but it's very similar. It's standard. Typically there's a fee. $75, that's what Robinhood charges. It's kind of a standard fee. But that's that's how it's done. So there's, if there's some bankruptcy there, or for any other reason, you can always transfer your securities out. You don't have to sell them beforehand. You can transfer them. They keep the cost basis. And it's done. Now, before we look at some examples of portfolios, funds, and ETFs that are commission-free, for investors with very small balances, let me pause and share some words from this week's sponsors. We have a brand new sponsor to our show. It's Yahoo Finance. Yahoo's been around for decades. My first email outside of work was a Yahoo email address. But the financial side I've used on occasion primarily to get data for dividend histories for particular funds or ETFs. But I was pleasantly surprised to get back on Yahoo Finance to see how it's evolved over the years. Now it's really a financial dashboard where you can get an understanding of what's going on with the markets. There are relevant articles from Bloomberg, Reuters, the Associated Press, and the Yahoo Finance team. You can look at the economic events calendar and see which data series are being released that day and what the consensus is. You can see the pulse of the markets at any time by going to Yahoo Finance. In addition, you could see all of your investments in retirement accounts in one place. With Yahoo Finance, you get a consolidated view of multiple accounts. Yahoo Finance serves as a financial hub for your retirement accounts, but also comprehensive financial news and analysis. You need to check out Yahoo Finance, particularly if you haven't been there in a while. Check it out at yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, you know they shut down several months ago. Well, let me tell you about the budgeting solution, the financial tracking solution I've been using for the past number of months. It's Monarch Money. Monarch Money is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets like I've done. You can set goals, collaborate with your partner. And now you can get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com David. What I like about Monarch is the ability to customize what I want to see. I have custom budget categories, and then I can go on to the dashboard and see where I'm above trend on some of my spending. I especially like that Monarch will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying Monarch myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com David. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com David for your extended 30-day free trial. Now, I've mentioned a number of different brokerages, Vanguard, Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, the Robinhood app mentioned that commission-free, commission-free TFs, perhaps some zero-fee index funds. And I thought, well, maybe I should just 
start from scratch and assume I, I have no money. I have $100. How would I invest it if I just wanted a very simple portfolio? Now, Money for the Rest of Us Plus, we have model portfolios, but they have multiple ETFs. They're not two ETFs portfolios. I do include some examples if you have an account, a Vanguard only, Fidelity only, etc. But what if we wanted to make it even simpler? Just a few ETFs, just to get market exposure. And so the way that I've done this, I looked at Fidelity, I looked at Robinhood, TD Ameritrade, and Vanguard. I chose a global stock ETF or fund combination. And then for the bond side, right now, there's always a risk of rising interest rates. The Federal Reserve has been raising short-term rates, so you can get some attractive yields with short-term bonds. And so I selected short-term bond option and selected an equity option. I'm going to give you a cheat sheet that you can, if you're a member of my free insider's guide, you'll get this, you'll have already received this PDF document that lists out those four brokerages, lists out the example ETFs or funds for the equity and fixed income, show the expense ratio. So you can get that. If you're not a member of my free insider's guide, you want that cheat sheet right away, you can just text the word, if you're a U.S.-based listener, text the word portfolios, that's plural, portfolios, to the number 44222. You put in your email, you'll get that right away. Or go to moneyfortherestofus.com, sign up for my free insider's guide, and you'll get that in the first email I send you. That free insider's guide is where you get all the show notes sent to you weekly and other valuable content that I produce on a weekly basis that only goes to insider's members' essays, and other things, such as this portfolio example spreadsheet. So as I went through the options, let's start with Vanguard. Vanguard has, you can buy their ETFs with no fees. And one of the the funds that they use, or that I use, it's in our model portfolio, is the Vanguard Total Stock Market ETF. The ticker is VT. That's a great option for Vanguard. And then if you have the Robinhood app, that same fund is the great way to get stock exposure. For TD Ameritrade for stock exposure, the best option I could find was the iShares MSCI All Country World ETF. The ticker is ACWI. also gives you essentially global stock exposure. The expense ratio is a little higher, 0.32%. VT from Vanguard, the expense ratio, right here, I have written down 0.1%. It might actually be 0.08%. I'll double check that, but very, very low. So that's the option there for TD Ameritrade. Fidelity introduced two zero-fee index funds. The Fidelity Zero Total Market Index Fund, tickers FZROX, and the Fidelity Zero International Index Fund, tickers FZILX. No fees. Now, they don't have a global one. So if you want to mimic the global stock market, you would essentially, since the global stock market is 56% U.S., you'd put 56% in the the Fidelity Zero Total Market Index Fund and 44% in the Fidelity Zero International Index Fund. And then 
I mean, you can start this because there's no fees or no commissions, no minimums in terms of those funds on Fidelity. Start with $10 and you can get equity exposure. So it doesn't matter that you don't have much money. There's a way to get equity exposure. On the bond side, the best fund fund option I could find for Fidelity for zero commission was the iShares Treasury Floating Rate Bond Fund, tickers TFLO. For the bonds, we're looking, obviously, the expense ratio. We want to look at what the yield is, and then it's interest rate sensitivity or its duration. The longer the duration, the more the fund will potentially fall in price if rates rise or appreciate in price if rates falls. We were looking for ultra short-term bond options. And so this iShares Treasury Floating Rate Bond Fund, it's floating rate. So the, 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 it adjusts. The rates adjust as interest rate goes up. So there is no duration. The duration is 0.01. And it's yielding, it's SEC yield, which is essentially it's its yield to worst, which you'll get less fees is 1.93%. That's a forward-looking. Now, one of the I got a, some feedback from the episode I did on cash where I gave some examples of exchange-traded funds. And the listener said, "That's not, I, I gave the SEC yield, which is forward-looking. If you look backwards in time, that return, you won't see a 1.93% return because the Federal Reserve has been raising rates this year and last year. And as those rates, as they raise their policy rate, yields on shorter-term bonds are going up. So the SEC yield is forward-looking. It's not backward-looking. And if the, if the Federal Reserve continues to raise rates, which they're anticipated to do, your return will be higher than 1.93%. So that's the option for that I saw as an example for Fidelity, the iShares Treasury Floating Rate Bond Fund, TFLO. For Robinhood, it's the ETF I mentioned couple episodes ago when we were talking about cash options, the iShares Ultra Short-Term Bond ETF, ICSH. Now, I didn't see that option as one of the commission-free options on Fidelity. That's why we, we went with TFLO. ICSH, expense ratio 0.08%, has a higher yield. SEC yields 2.55%. Its interest rate sensitivity or duration is 0.39. For TD Ameritrade, I chose a different option from iShares because, again, I didn't see the one, the TFLO or ICSH listed as one of the commission-free ETFs. Now, maybe I missed it. Maybe they've added it. But in this case, the example would be the iShares Short Maturity Bond ETF, N-E-A-R. Expense ratio is a little higher, 0.25%. SEC yields 2.56% and the duration 0.48. Finally, for Vanguard, unfortunately, there was no real good commission-free ultra-short-term bond ETF. The shortest I could find is the Vanguard Short-Term Treasury ETF. The ticker is VGSH. Expense ratio is 0.07%. The SEC yield is 2.63%. 
But here's the kicker. The duration is 1.93. That means if rates go up 1% over the past year, this, this fund potentially could fall 1.9%, the price. Now, you wouldn't lose money because you're going to get that higher yield. But it would underperform a true ultra-short-term bond ETF that has a shorter duration. But again, I couldn't find, or maybe I overlooked it. The constraint here, we are looking at a way to invest that you didn't have to pay a commission to get in. So you could invest $10. And so there wasn't a minimum. There was no commission. That was kind of the constraint. And so that, those are the, the examples I came up with. And again, you can get those by being a member of my free insider's guide. Or, and you can text the word portfolios to the number 44222. The bottom line is, I don't think a lack of money is an excuse not to be able to invest anymore. 10 to 20 years ago, it was. You needed to have $1,000, $3,000 to meet the minimum for an, an index mutual fund. You needed to the commissions for exchange-traded fund were much higher. So if you invest, if you only had $25 to invest and you, you paid $12.95 for a commission and you wanted to sort of invest a little each paycheck, just didn't work. But now you can. And so there's options. There's options with Robinhood app, option with Vanguard, Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, and, and the other broker. We didn't talk about all the other brokers brokerages out there, but Schwab, same thing. They have some commission-free ETFs. So don't use a lack of money as an excuse. Instead, just get in the habit of saving and investing. Establish your individual retirement account, which is tax-deferred, or a taxable account. And begin the process. You can start with a couple of funds or ETFs. Then as you learn other asset classes, you can add to that, and that's how you learn to invest. Get some investment mentors, but don't let a lack of funds stop you. You can invest with $10 to start out. It's just starting. So that's episode 223. Show notes are at moneyfortherestofus.com. Everything I've shared with you in this episode has been for general education. I've not considered your specific risk situation. I've not provided investment advice. Simply general education on money, investing, and the economy. Have a great week.